0: Welcome into what is the inaugural edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As you guys know, I am your host TJ McBride of MileHighSports.com. This used to be the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. But as things are changing, I have a little bit of career news that I was going to drop on this podcast as well as over social media. But I have taken a position with Blue Wire Podcast Network to be their Nuggets podcaster for this upcoming season and hopefully beyond that. So now the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast has been entirely rebranded. They have all those awesome graphics that you're seeing on social media, and in addition to all of the graphics that they create and all of the buildup they have, and such a cool company as a whole um, we're now calling this the mile high hoops podcast which just sounds so much better I love the name of it I love the fact that blue wire podcast has been growing in so many ways and this partnership between the blue wire podcast network and myself is just going to allow both of us to grow in so many mold and so many different ways what I'm most excited about is being a part of a podcast network that is already flush full of fantastic podcasters. So if I if the Nuggets are going to be playing the Lakers in a playoff series, I can reach out to Lakers Film Room and do a podcast with him. If the Nuggets are playing the Cavs one week, I can reach out to Carter Rodriguez and do a podcast with the Chasetown Pod. If all of a sudden the Nuggets are facing off with the Golden State Warriors in a playoff series, then I can bring guys like Andy Liu and Samus Fandari over to be able to talk about that series with them. There's going to be no shortage of awesome guests who are going to be able to come on this show because of the new connections that are built into it. You're going to see a lot of growth as the podcast kind of continues to develop. Um, This is a podcast that is basically still in its infancy, in my opinion, and this is really the big start of pushing this further to what I really want it to be. So we're going to see a lot more player interviews. I'm hopefully going to get coaches on here, um, hopefully some executives of the Nuggets. So you're going to get a real on-the-ground conversation about what is happening on a day-to-day basis about the Nuggets. If you don't know who I am or you're just now discovering this podcast, I am a credentialed member of the media who works for Mile High Sports covering this Nuggets team on a day-to-day basis. Well, so I'm always in the building. I'm always talking to these players. I travel as much as I can, so I really do try and keep my ear to the ground as much as anybody possibly can with this team. So for any Nuggets conversation that you're looking to have, I'm going to be able to talk about all of those talking points extensively on this show, and this, this show is going to air probably four to five times a week, if not more, depending on what's happening. Considering that media day was today on Monday, and that training camp begins tomorrow on Tuesday, well when you're listening to this podcast, it'll probably be Tuesday, that alone means that we're going to be getting six podcasts in this week for every day of training camp, including media day. Then you jump into next week and you start talking about previewing preseason games and getting some practice conversations in and things like that. So this is going to be a non-stop podcast year round with lots of different talking points. I'm going to continue taking questions from listeners all over Twitter and Instagram and answer them on the show. We're going to try and keep finding new ways to involve the listeners in everything that we do with this podcast and it's going to be a ton of fun. I cannot wait to show everybody all the different things that I have up my sleeve that I'm trying Trying to build and develop in real time. So, from the bottom of my heart to everybody who has been around since Denver Nuggets Daily was my thing, thank you so much for sticking with it and helping me grow and being a part of that development and that advancement of my own career. It means the world to me, but this is the next step. This is the Mile High Hoops podcast presented by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. It is going to be so much fun and I cannot wait to show you guys more and more of it. But you are here now to talk about the Nuggets Media Day, so that's what we're going to talk about in this show. I want to get into all kinds of conversations. I want to talk about how the Nuggets are not shy at all when it comes to talking about their championship aspirations and being very just completely vocal about the fact that that is the goal this year. They don't want to make the finals. They want to win the finals, and there were multiple players, coaches, executives that spoke on exactly that. Um, we'll talk about the battle for the starting small forward position because because that's become the biggest question mark when it comes to the rotation and how things are being built out. Michael Malone had called it an open competition today, and there are four names that are going to be involved in that race to try and start at small forward for this Denver Nuggets team. Um, In addition to that, you're going to get the Nuggets playing the long game, potentially looking at resting some guys. We'll talk about Jeremy Grant and the initial takeaways from finally being able to talk to him. In this setting, Uh, we'll talk about Nikola Jokic and what he needs to do to get himself to the next level in addition to Jamal Murray in the exact same vein. And we'll finish things out talking about Michael Porter Jr., talking about Bull Bull, talking just about the overall feeling and the vibe of what this media day represented for the Nuggets. Obviously, it's media day, so everything's excited, happy-go-lucky. Nothing can go wrong. Everyone has faith, but I want to kind of cut through that and try and get to the meat of what is actually happening and what is important. Um, I'm going to take my first break, though, but we will be back in a second to start talking about media day. Before we go any further i need to talk to you guys about indochino custom menswear because if you're anything like me When you feel good and look good, you tend to do good. And when I am able to have a fully customized wardrobe like Indochino allows me to have at a very affordable price, that tends to boost everything around me. Indochino was founded on the belief that you do not need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. And for me, if I don't have to spend tons of money and I can look good in suits that fit me well, that is absolutely perfect. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits shirts coats and more and everything is made to your exact measurements and the best part is is that it is affordable almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. And the process is simple. You can go online, you can just choose your fabric right there, pick your customations, and you just submit your measurements online if you want to, and it'll be delivered to your door in two weeks. If you wanted to go in, if you didn't know your measurements, if you wanted to see what they have, get your hands on everything, you can actually go into the nearest Indochino showroom, or like I said, just do it all online if you already know these things. This is what you got to do. Start your style upgrade right now. Get $30 off your total purchase of at least $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering BlueWire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com and the promo code is BLUEWIRE, which is all one word. And that'll take $30 off your $400 or more purchase. It's an incredible deal for absolutely customized materials. You have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Media Day is always so funny to me because it's all without any kind of negativity. Sure, every team may not be as talented as others, but as of Media Day, Every team is undefeated, every team is excited for what the future holds, every team is excited about their new rookies and young players, every player is in the best shape of their life, every coach is excited for the next era of whatever team they happen to work for, everything's excited, I mean, there's no, it's hard not to be excited, it's technically the first day of the new NBA season, this is where everything begins for so many of these teams, so... Media day can be very I don't want to say confusing or misleading, but there's a lot of crap you got to cut through to really find out what is important about what happens at media day. So, instead of just talking about how great everybody feels and how positive everybody is, I think the f- the biggest takeaway for me is that this Nuggets team despite for the past five years trying to push all expectations away from them so they can just grow under the radar they are now steering into the skid when it comes to talking about their championship aspirations this is a team that's not hiding the fact that they feel they can win a title this year Jamal Murray said they felt they could win a title last year but it's different right now because no matter who you talk to other than Nikola Jokic, who has no goals, which is an entirely different conversation to have that we'll get into later, but every single person other than Nikola Jokic that you talk to, they were speaking openly and loudly about the fact that they believe this team can compete for a title this year, and that anything less, or holding themselves accountable for anything less, having goals any lower than an NBA title is a disservice to how much work they have put in. The crazy thing is is that you're hearing them. all of these people say these things. Jamal Murray, Malik Beasley, Paul Millsap, Michael Malone, Michael Porter Jr., Gary Harris. So many players, Will Barton, are all buying into this idea. But it may sound mature, but it's easy to forget that this Nuggets team is the second youngest roster in the entire NBA. They are a hair under 25 years old on average. And the fact that they can go and they can be a team that was able to get to the second round of the playoffs last year, lose in Game 7 as the youngest two-seed in NBA history and the youngest playoff team or the eighth-youngest playoff team in NBA history, that's already magnificent. But to come back after that successful season and to be just as motivated seemingly, again, we're talking about Media Day where there's a gigantic grain of salt you're taking with this, but it genuinely seems like they are motivated. It wasn't just like someone handed out talking points and said make sure you stick to this these players were talking about the fact that they have much bigger plans in this that they want so much more than just to make it to the western conference semifinals as michael malone always likes to say they haven't done a damn thing yet that's really where they're at still sure it's nice that they finally got to the playoffs but that was the first time they made the playoffs in the past seven years to all of a sudden think that they're accomplished is it's completely false and because of that For this many young players, for this team that is built around so many young cornerstones of this franchise, for them to already be dedicated to improving despite the fact that they finally got their first taste of success last year, that's extremely impressive, if they can hold on to it. Michael Malone talked at length about the Nuggets having to fight against human nature. And I have a piece up on Mile High Sports currently about this that I published on um, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning about what that means and the reason that Michael Malone specified that three separate times during his press conference. And I think the big takeaway from that thought process is you cannot let yourself get content and think that you've done enough. But the fact that his team all backed that up as well, despite the fact this was their first organized event as a team, that speaks volumes for me. And I was very impressed with that. So, for a Nuggets team to balance the confidence with the fact that they understand they have a lot further to go but also be completely willing to put their name on the line saying they want to compete for a title that's a beautiful balance for media day it's not complete tomfoolery it's not all fluff talk about how incredible everything is going to be it's a realistic goal that they're holding themselves to where they know they have a opportunity to at least try and compete for a title when you want to talk about what percentage that may be we can get into a whole different debate but they have an odd to get there like this is not a team that has a zero percent chance to get to the finals and make noise there there is a non zero percent chance that the Nuggets hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy for the first time in their franchise history I'm not saying it's likely I'm not saying it's five percent likely but there is for the first time since the 2009-10 season there is an actual opportunity for the Nuggets to hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy and they are completely willing to talk about that now and that to me is very, very important to speak about because it's very unlike the Nuggets to do that. They don't put unnecessary expectations on themselves, on their players, on their rookies, on anything. They allow themselves to breathe and to be the team they can be without having extra pressure fracturing what they have been trying to build. But they believe in what they have so much now that they think the pressure of this will instead be able to bring them closer and make something stronger as opposed to breaking the foundation that they have built. So for me, that's very, very interesting for sure. Um, I'm going to stop soapboxing about how awesome it is that they're willing to talk about that. And I want to move on to the battle for the starting small forward position before getting into our first break, our second break. Um, this is interesting to me because we talked to half the players first at uh, for media day. Then we talked to Michael Malone and Tim Connolly, and then we went back to talk to more players. So Will Barton spoke before Tim Connolly and Michael Malone did. So, of course, Will Barton is asked about the potential open competition and this and that about the small forward spot and basically he just said you know what I'm willing to see whatever happens and I'm going to roll with it the one interesting part of it is that Will Barton did not confirm he was 100% healthy despite being asked straight up by Matt Moore of the Action Network it's not that he said he wasn't he just gave him a little bit of a glance and said you'll see so it's interesting that he wasn't willing to confirm this is not to say he's still hurt or anything like that when I did my interview Interview with Will Barton earlier this summer, he told me he was about 90% healthy, but he is ready to compete for that small forward spot. He is not um he is not expecting it to be handed to him by any stretch. Um but what was interesting is after Will Barton spoke, then we went up and we and as media, when I say we, the media went up and they spoke with Michael Malone and Tim Connolly at the club level, and Michael Malone proceeded to flat out say that it is an open competition for the starting small forward spot. And he named four names that had an opportunity to fight for that position. Will Barton... Tory Craig, Michael Porter Jr., and Wancho Hernan Gomez. That's the order that he said their names, which actually I find to be interesting. I think it's kind of what the handicap should be. I think Will Barton has the best odds to start at small four for this Nuggets team. He fits in so many interesting ways. Um, but Tory Craig, he has the confidence of Michael Malone. There's a reason that when Michael Malone benched Will Barton in the playoffs, he went straight to Tory Craig and was willing to allow him to prosper in that role despite the fact that he was in the G League the year before. Um, The other player, Michael Porter Jr., would be the guy that I would have in third place for the odds to become the starting small forward as well. Michael Porter Jr. had a hyper-interesting media day, and I'm going to combine talking about his media day into his battle for that starting small forward position because I think they work together in a very interesting way. So first and foremost, Michael Malone said that he has to find a way to play Michael Porter Jr. They didn't draft him to not play him. He has too much talent just to let him sit there. That's cool and that's nice. Hopefully he's able to play. I don't know. He said he's healthy. We all have to wait and see. He's played three college games since high school. That's the extent that he has been able to play organized basketball in two plus years. So that's very nice and you know interesting. But the most interesting part of what Michael Porter Jr. was able to convey at media day was his maturity seems to have doubled from what I knew it as, which is not the right perspective. I don't know these people, these players, like their friends or family. But from my perspective, from what I have been able to gather from last year to this year... From when he arrived in Denver to where he is now, he feels like a different kind of person. He feels like somebody who has really kind of figured out what they need to do around them to get the most out of their own ability. And that conveyed so well today. When he was speaking about his opportunity, he just felt so, it seemed like he was just thankful. He was smiling. He looked like he was, he felt blessed. And that's really what it looked like. In everything he said, he just wants to help the team. He genuinely wants to find a role to where he helps this team compete for a title. He doesn't care about what he can individually accomplish. He would love to play. Of course he would love to play. But his main goal is helping this team. And that was very interesting to me. The other interesting thing was the way that Michael Malone spoke about him. Michael Malone gave him tons of credit for the mental fortitude that he had to fight through these injuries. And not only that, I thought Paul Millsap had a hyper-interesting quote when it came to uh, Michael Porter Jr. and who he is. And this is the quote verbatim. I see that he is a strong-minded kid who wants to play basketball and wants to play it at a high level and wants to be good. First off, that's terrific. To fight through the injuries that he has had to fight through says a lot about who he is as a person and as a basketball player. He still has a lot to learn from the basketball aspect of it, but anytime you're fighting back like that and you're a young guy and you don't get too down on yourself and you come in every single day working, success is ahead for you. Michael Malone loves to talk about how Paul Millsap is not a rah-rah guy. He doesn't talk, you know, for no reason. When he opens his mouth, when Paul Millsap speaks, it's because he has something to say. So when he spends time having that kind of an answer as it pertains to Michael Porter Jr., I'm going to take an interest in that. I find that extremely interesting. And again, Michael Malone followed that up as well with the exact same kind of thoughts. So if Michael Porter Jr. is really this bought in, as we think he is, where Michael Malone is saying he has dedicated himself to fitting in defensively because the Nuggets' identity is defensively now, apparently. That was another interesting thing today. That's hyper-interesting, but the other thing, too, is that Michael Porter Jr. talked extensively today about the fact that he has been playing with the ball in his hands his entire career, but he has really focused on learning how to play off-ball. He then told a story where he finally played on the same team as Nikola Jokic for the first time and how easy it was, and how he was able just to run around, set screens, cut to the rim, just keep moving, and he was just getting wide-open shot after wide-open shot. That is exactly what you would want to hear if you were a Nuggets executive, if you were a fan of the Nuggets, if you were invested in the Nuggets' um, personal growth as a team. That is exactly the mindset Michael Porter Jr. needs. That is exactly the kind of mindset that very few people expected him to have. This is all credit to Michael Porter Jr. for developing mentally to the point to where he can learn to be a role player despite the fact that every single gym he has been in as Tim Connolly said he has been the best person at playing basketball in that gym so he is checking his ego out the door and that is extremely important and if he can continue to do that he could quickly find himself passing Torrey Craig in minutes and competing for a starting small forward spot if he can be consistent that is not fair to expect from a rookie who hasn't played basketball in two and a half half. years essentially but he has the talent level he has the skill set and he has the fit on court with these guys to at least make a run at that position and then Michael Malone also mentioned Wancho Hernan Gomez gold FIBA gold medalist Wancho Hernan Gomez as everyone wanted to point out today but I I think Wancho was included in that just because He had a great summer and he deserves some love. I just don't think it's going to be Wancho. I don't think he has a great shot to really start because if you need an offensive small forward that is gifted in particular ways, Will Barton just adds more to the floor than he does and Michael Porter Jr. also could as well. And if you're looking for defense, you're going to go Torrey Craig. I don't think you get enough from Juancho Hernan Gomez to put him over those people. But again, I am just an analyst for a reason. There's a reason that there are professional basketball coaches that are light years more intelligent than me. So I could definitely end up eating these words, but I do see Juancho Hernan Gomez as the player who is the farthest away from starting at small forward of those four players. We're going to take our second break, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to finish up the conversation about media day. to ship any kind of packages on a consistent level. If that's become part of your daily routine, I don't know how you're not using ShipStation yet. When you're selling online, getting your orders out, it can be a real pain. It's time consuming. It's expensive. There are so many carriers to choose from. How do you even know if you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage your ship orders. Um, This is what's interesting about it, is that ShipStation helps you get all of your orders out quickly, save money in shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And the way they do it is that no matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, on your own website, whatever it may be, ShipStation brings all of those orders into one singular interface. That means you can manage all of the the packages you're trying to ship out from one device, just on your cell phone. You can see everything regardless of where it's coming through. Then, ShipStation worked with all of the major carriers, including United States Postal Service, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon fulfillment so you can compare and choose the best shipping solutions for you and your customer if you need to get it out quickly at the best possible price you can do it that way if you're trying to find the cheapest possible shipping and they're willing to wait you can do it that way it'll all be right there waiting for you there's that's why ShipStation has become the number one choice for online sellers you'll ship more and less time with with the best rates possible and right now any listener of the Mile High Hoops podcast can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the offer code BLUE. That is just the color blue. B-L-U-E. There is absolutely no risk and you can start your free trial without even entering a credit card. You're not even going to forget that you signed up and get charged all of a sudden. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com and enter in the offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com. That's where you can make ship happen. There are still a couple overarching topics that existed in the sphere of Media Day that I want to just quickly hit on. A lot of these things, they haven't been fully broached yet. There hasn't been enough time to really get a great read on it. This is kind of just the initial takeaways that came from Media Day. First of all, I find it really interesting when Michael Malone said the Nuggets are preparing for 110 games, not 82. And that, to me, says that the Nuggets are willing to rest players. It tells me that they're willing to risk potentially losing some more regular season games to be able to be more prepared for the playoffs. Michael Malone and Tim Connolly spoke about the fact that for the past few years, it has been just an all-out rush to make it back to the playoffs. That made every single game carry that much more value. So now that those pressures have been alleviated now that they have made the playoffs and have made noise in the playoffs, how do they reprioritize to get the most out of their team, not in January, but in April? And I think that that's what they're trying to do. And I think that the Nuggets are going to play more of a long game now than they have played in years past. It's been all about this game winning this game right now when we need it. I think now the Nuggets are going to be much more willing To take some losses on purpose, keep guys fresh, do some load management with guys like Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap and Jamal Murray to get the best out of their team at the most important part of the season. If the Nuggets managed to entirely miss the playoffs because they were trying to prepare for the playoffs, the season was already a disaster for so many ways, so in my opinion... It should be an all-out preparation to be able to get prepared for the playoffs. Tim Conley said, he's like, our goal is to be a top-four seed. It's not about being the one seed. It's not about hitting a certain number of wins. It's about getting better. It's about being a home-court advantage team, and it's about being prepared for the most important part of the season. That has not been who Michael Malone is, and has not been how the Nuggets have ran their organization, so I found that really interesting. Um, Jeremy Grant also. Of course people want to hear about Jeremy Grant. I have not even spoken about Jeremy Grant yet, which is insane to me, but... Man, he seems like he is at home here. He feels, he- it looks like he's comfortable. He, first of all, he called Oklahoma City a sinking ship and said that he is genuinely happy to be in Denver. He called it home to Tim, Con- or Tim Connolly said that he wants it to be like home for him. And it seems like he's completely willing to allow that to happen. Not only does he fit so well on the court because, of course, he's so versatile and he adds so many different things to both ends of the floor, but off the court, his demeanor is just ideal for what this team has. He is the same. Same kind of guy where he's quietly confident, knows how talented he is, but isn't one of those guys who is causing unnecessary drama, getting under anybody's skin. He just goes to work, and he's a cool-headed guy, and he's a, has a calm demeanor, and he's a damn good basketball player. So. Jeremy Grant, as a person, as a player, as a defender, as an offensive finisher, as somebody who's willing to do the dirty work, as someone who's willing to go from a starting role in Oklahoma City into the bench role, he has just checked off so many boxes in the way that he has spoken about this team already, and I find that really interesting, um... I also am very curious to see how his game expands with this Denver Nuggets team. For so long, he was either way too raw in Philadelphia or he was playing with with Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City I don't think we've seen enough of what Jeremy Grant can do yet I think his skill set is much bigger than we have been able to see I think his handles are very good I think he was showing off the fact that he has more of a mid-range game he was showing off some passing he still has to kind of um, fine tune his decision making and not being hesitant randomly and things like that but I do believe that he'll be able to work through those issues in Denver because of the freedom that he will be able to have so I do think Jeremy Obviously fits on and off the floor just perfectly with this Nuggets team, but I think we're going to see even more from Jeremy Grant that we didn't know he could do. Um, also, a funny thing: I asked Jeremy Grant how comfortable he was at small forward today, and he ended up saying he can play the two, three, four, or five. And I was like. Man, this man can play shooting guard? Don't believe it, but you know, we'll have to just wait and see. But he does seem like he is comfortable playing the three, but it did not sound like the Nuggets were looking to make him a three. When Michael Malone gave the four players who are competing to start at small forward, he did not mention Jeremy Grant, which tells me that Jeremy Grant is not even going to be in that rotation for some three minutes, so that's basically the Jeremy Grant that we got we haven't seen enough Um, he hasn't played with Nikola Jokic yet he hasn't gotten tons of running the one guy he's played tons of basketball with is Monte Morris though Monte Morris told me that him and and Jeremy Grant have played 60 something pickup games together and already have great chemistry and for the Nuggets bench unit when you're talking about replacing Trey Lyles with Jeremy Grant alongside um, Monte Morris that is going to be lethal and the fact that they already have that chemistry in terms of pick and pop like monte said throwing lobs to him and all kinds of other things that is very very good for denver if they can continue to rely on that bench unit and their depths to be able to hurt teams and get rest for their starters because like i said the nuggets are looking to play a long game and have their best players ready for the most important part of the season so That's that with Jeremy Grant. We'll have a lot more conversation about Jeremy Grant once training camp kicks off on Tuesday morning. So don't worry, there's more coming. Um, Let's move on to Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray because they were both spoken about by Michael Malone and Tim Connolly in a very specific way. Michael Malone spoke about that Isaiah Thomas only played nine games last year, but his impact with his voice was massive on this team. And now that he's gone, there is a a hole per se, that they don't have that veteran leadership that is loud, that is bolsterous, that is willing to get in someone's face, that just really doesn't care. Someone who is willing to say whatever he needs to say. So Michael Malone basically opened it up and said, we need someone to fill that void. And he said that he wanted it to be Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray because, honestly, this is their team. So I'm very curious to see if Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray or both of them manage to step up into more of a leadership role. It does seem like Jamal Murray fits that role better. Nikola Jokic is just so... He's so atypical for an athlete. Well, first of all, he's not athletic, but in terms of someone who plays sports, he's so atypical. He doesn't set goals for himself. Today, he literally said, I don't like goals. Goals, to me, or to him, are something that ends up adding unnecessary pressure that throws him off of his game. He'd rather just go play basketball. And who am I to argue with Nikola Jokic? I mean, clearly, the dude is is doing something extremely right. So... Jamal Murray kind of needs to fill that role, and the other reason is that Jamal Murray seems to, whether it's by accident or on purpose, echo Michael Malone's thoughts so consistently. They are on such a similar wavelength, and they think so similarly about the game of basketball, that in terms of having eyes, ears, mouth of Michael Malone on the floor, Jamal Murray just fits that role perfectly, in my opinion. Um... Michael Malone and Tim Connolly. I asked them what Jamal Murray needs to do for his next leap. And they spoke about, well, Tim Connolly specifically spoke about consistency. And after he was done talking about his consistency, Michael Malone then hammered his defense and his leadership. And I wanted to take a second for each of these because Tim Connolly, when he was talking about his consistency, wow. Uh, he was willing to speak about this and I found it extremely interesting. um, First of all, he called him a slow starter, which is fine, that's true anyway, but he then asked the rhetorical question, how can his teammates know who he is every night, which I found very interesting. He then said, The bright lights and the biggest moments, he craves them, but what is he like on a Tuesday night in February? Tim Connolly and the Nuggets were completely willing to call out Jamal Murray for his consistency issues, and I'm sure, I am absolutely sure that Michael Malone's already had this conversation with him anyway, so it's not like it's a surprise, but they're putting the law down, they're putting a line in the sand and being like, you need to get here, we are investing a lot of money in you, $170 million, you need to meet us here, and it fully seems like Jamal Murray is willing to do that. He talked about uh, working on his post defense at Kobe Bryant's basketball camp because he was getting switched onto against Portland and attacked in the post, and he wasn't able to hold his own, so he wants to fix that, so he can't get switched off onto and attacked like that, Um, and and then again, like I said, that leadership, he was able to convey so many of the same ideals that Michael Malone was trying to convey, so in terms of starting the process of Jamal Murray getting to where he needs to be, he has checked off two of the three. Boxes at a, at a very initial level. He has taken time this offseason to improve his defense. We think we'll see. And he seems to be stepping into more of a leadership role. We got to wait for the consistency until basketball is played, but it's going to be very, very interesting. And the last tiny little bit of information is that Bull Bull is not cleared for preseason play, and it does not look like he will be. So. That's Media Day. This is the Mile High Hoops Podcast. Welcome to the rebrand. Welcome to Blue Wire Podcast Network, which is going to be awesome. This is going to be such a fun adventure for all of us. Please subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate the podcast. Please leave a comment. Please share it on social media. Please go yell at Samus Esfandari for me and tell him that his tweets are trash. Same thing with Justin Rowan. I need you guys to help me push this because I'm so excited to build something here with Blue Wire Podcast and really make some waves in this Denver Nuggets community and the national NBA community. It's going to be a hyper interesting year for the Denver Nuggets and I will be here documenting every single step of the way. So make sure to keep it locked to the Mile High Hoops podcast. Make sure to file the mile make sure to follow Mile High Hoop Pod on Twitter. I'll be posting all about it, yelling about it. It's going to be so much fun. But until next time, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for supporting. We will talk to you soon. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with high-quality cannabis products at everyday low prices. Serving the communities of Denver, Boulder, and Aurora, they offer their own flower and concentrates, as well as all the brands you love at prices that you just won't believe. They pride themselves in having the most knowledgeable and professional staff in the industry, and their team will work with you one-on-one to help you find the products that are perfect for you. Their dispensaries are unassuming, safe, and discreet, with ample parking at every location for a senior. Retail experience. For up to date menus and promotions, head over to www.terrapincarestation.com or just come visit one of their five convenient Colorado locations today. Again, that is terrapincarestation.com. T E R R A P I N carestation.com.